Hey, guess what's happening on this week's episode of the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle Podcast with your friend and host, Oscar Camejo. Have you ever found yourself stuck in a cycle of coming up short in everything you set out to achieve? Whether it's your goals, plans, it just seems like you're always coming up short. It could be in terms of losing weight, eating healthy, exercising, or some other area of your life. This could even apply to your relationships, and you always seem to end up with the wrong person. Or perhaps you're in a job that you've grown to just utterly despise. Maybe you're going through this cycle of financial upheaval, and it just seems like this thing is just going on and on and on. Regardless of what it is, something seems to always undermine your progress toward finally being satisfied in living a happy life, the life that you know you deserve, the life that you know you want. Well, in today's episode, we're going to dive deep into what I believe may be the real problem. It may feel uncomfortable at times when you're hearing me throughout this episode, but I want you to hang tight. Once you confront the real issue, I mean the absolute real problem. The real mountain standing in your way, folks, is what you're going to realize that you have to overcome. Once you do that, you'll be in a much better place to finally be set free to live the way you were supposed to live. Trust me, it may hurt a little bit. It may sting a little bit, but that discomfort is going to be good for you. And guess what? You are the mountain that may be standing in your own way. It's time to break free from the chains of self-sabotage. This journey that you and I are on, it's a healing journey. It's a journey that's much bigger than just simply losing weight and reversing type 2 diabetes. We're going to delve into all of that. So stick around to hear the rest of this special episode. My friend, you definitely don't want to miss it. Let's go. Be sure to visit the website at www.beatingdiabeteslifestyle.com for access to free resources and other information that will help you along your journey. If you would like to submit a question or comment about the show or to learn more about the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle, you can always email me at hello at beatingdiabeteslifestyle.com. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Welcome to the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle Podcast with me, your host, Oscar Camejo. My goal is to help diabetics and non-diabetics make lifestyle changes to reverse and even prevent type 2 diabetes. I want to give a shout out to all of my listeners on TikTok, those who follow me on social media, such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. I just honestly want to just tell you guys, I really appreciate you all. So with that being said, I want to share with you a comment that came in from a follower on TikTok. She actually was responding to a video that I had posted, my very, very first beating diabetes lifestyle video on TikTok. And she recently went on and found the video and went ahead and commented on it. Her name is Adana G. She wrote, it's so difficult. I'm tired of it. God help me. That's all she wrote. But listen, that is where a lot of people are when it comes to trying to figure out 
How do I lose weight? How do I reverse type 2 diabetes? How do I live a healthy lifestyle? This seems so complicated. And you know, in that video that I posted, that video actually went viral when I first put it out. In that video, I talk about how we make losing weight so complicated and reversing type 2 diabetes so complicated. And when I started sharing my story, it resonated with a lot of people. So again, Adana said, it's so difficult. I get it. And she said that she's tired of it. Adana, I know what you're feeling. A lot of my listeners know what you're feeling because they're going through it right now. And yeah, they need help. They're looking for answers. So thank you for uh, commenting, Adana, and sharing your thoughts. My goal with this whole episode, um, not only this episode, but this entire podcast is to give some practical advice to help people who are struggling to turn their life around and achieve better health. So in this specific episode, I want to go beyond just the nutrition and the weight loss and reversing type 2 diabetes, because I believe this journey that we're on is in life. It has to do with our purpose. Like, why are we even here to achieve better health? What's the whole purpose behind why we're on this planet? So again, you know, don't worry. I'm not going to get all deep and, and so forth, but I definitely wanted to address a common thing because guess what? Uh, when I was 268 pounds and nearly uh, on my deathbed, if you will, uh, I had to really contemplate my life like, God, you know, this can't be the end. I, you know, I'm only 40, what, six at the time, 47 at the time. I can't go out like this. And I started pondering my life and, you know, just the whole purpose and meaning of my existence. And I was like, man, there's so much more for me to accomplish in life. And I'm so glad that God was able to bring me out of that situation. I was able to put forth some practical things to really turn my life around. So I wanted to share this special episode with you all because I think it's going to be an episode that really helps you to confront the the things that uh, may be disappointing, the things that are uncomfortable, the things that are holding you back. You know, I often recommend books and resources that I believe can help my listeners transform their lives. You know, the, I believe that the more you learn and the more you apply what you learn, the better off you will be. Because you know what? Knowledge is powerful. Recently, I stumbled across a powerful book. I mean, it just blew my mind. Uh, the book helped me to understand certain things about myself and even my personal choices throughout my life, choices that cost me time, money, choices that led to heartbreak and disappointment in relationships and jobs and so forth, and eventually even my health. And I want to say this right away. Uh, this book is something that I really recommend that you all go out and get uh, because the principles in this book by Brianna Weist, her name is Brianna Weist. The last name is spelled W-I-E-S-T. Uh, again, her name is Brianna Weist. And her book is called The Mountain Is You, Transforming Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery. I mean, the principles in this book are so powerful. I believe that as we apply it to our life and our life's journey, we're going to really confront things that have been holding us back. 
So that's why I titled today's podcast episode uh, in honor of this book, that you are the mountain breaking free from the chains of self-sabotage. You know, I'm only halfway through this book. You know, I have the hard copy uh, on order and I've been listening to the audio book. And I mean, it's life changing. Uh, And I decided, you know what, instead of waiting to the end, I need to share this book with my listeners right away because it is mind blowing. Uh, So and if you know me, I don't gatekeep. I like to just share quality information, quality resources. So I want to read to you uh, a couple of excerpts from Brianna's book. So hang tight. I want you to stop what you're doing. Don't multitask right now. I need you to really hear what I'm about to read to you. And I want you to just sit back and relax and enjoy. Brianna wrote, historically, mountains have been used as metaphors for spiritual awakenings. Journeys of personal growth and, of course, insurmountable changes that seem impossible to overcome when we are standing at the bottom. Like so much of nature, mountains provide us with an inherent wisdom about what it will take to rise up to our highest potential. The objective of being human is to grow. We see this reflected back to us in every part of our life. Species reproduce, DNA evolves to eliminate certain strands and develop new ones, and the edges of the universe are expanding forever outward. Likewise, our ability to feel the depth and beauty of life is capable of expanding forever inward if we are willing to take our problems and see them as catalysts. Forests need fire to do this. Volcanoes need implosions. Stars need collapse. And human beings often need to be faced with no other option but to change before they really do. Now that's powerful. Uh, She goes on to write, to have a mountain in front of you does not mean you are fundamentally broken in some way. Everything in nature is imperfect, and it is because of that imperfection that growth is possible. If everything existed in uniformity, the gravity that created the stars and planets and everything that we know would not exist. Without breaks, faults, and gaps, nothing could grow and nothing would become. The fact that you are imperfect is not a sign that you have failed. It is a sign that you are human. And more importantly, it is a sign that you still have more potential within you. Maybe you know what your mountain is. Maybe it's addiction, weight, relationships, jobs, motivation, or money. Maybe you don't know. Maybe it's vague. Maybe it's a vague sense of anxiety, low self-esteem, fear, or a general discontentment that seems to bleed out onto everything. The mountain is often less a challenge in front of us as it is a problem within us, an unstable foundation that might not seem evident on the surface, but is nonetheless shifting almost every part of our lives. Now, I want to pause here for a second. That was a lot to unpack. We're human. 
We're going to have setbacks. We're going to have challenges. We're going to see things that seem like these huge mountains to overcome. Again, you may have moved cross country or moved to another state. You may have uh, taken on a new career, started a new relationship uh, just to get over a, a past relationship. You may be dealing with a financial mountain and it's like, man, I got to overcome. So I want you to listen again and think back to some of the things that I just shared from her book. I want you to rethink what that mountain is, because sometimes we look at the problems as mountains. We look at this situation as a mountain, like, oh, my gosh, this situation is a setback. It's holding me back. I put on this weight. This weight is a mountain. Um, this, this, this lack of energy is a mountain. Time or the lack thereof is a mountain. I don't have enough time in the day to exercise. I don't have enough motivation to uh, get out and do X, Y, Z. And we look at all these different things. And frankly, we come up with so many excuses and reasons why we can't. So the next time you look at your situation, actually, I want you to look at your situation now. No matter what it is, again, job, career, a relationship that you're in or you came out of and you feel like you can't get over it. It could be whatever the situation may be. It could be anything. And so with that in mind, I want to read this one small section for you uh, from Brianna's book. She said that mountain that stands in front of you is the calling of your life your purpose for being here, and your path finally made clear. One day, this mountain will be behind you, but who you become in the process of getting over it will stay with you always. In the end, it's not the mountain that you must master, but yourself. Wow, that's powerful. You know, uh, when I was roughly around maybe 13, 14 or 15, I was on a local summer rec swim team back in Miami, Florida, you know, where I'm from originally. And like any summer in Miami, it was hot. It was blazing. It's like it's always hot and humid in Miami. So I remember the day came for us to compete, you know, during this uh, a swim meet. And for me, I typically swam the freestyle events and breaststroke. And I even did some diving, right? So during this one particular summer swim meet, I placed second in every category. I mean, no matter what it was, I, I always end up second. And guess who beat me in every category? <laughs> it was my childhood best friend, Charles Young. Charles, if you're listening to this, you may recall this. You know, Charles is one of those guys who was good at everything. He was good at basketball football, and of course, swimming. The guy was just good. You know, I was good, but in my mind, I was not as good as Charles. You know, at the end of that swim meet that summer, <laughs> I went home with a bunch of red second place ribbons. And I probably had like a yellow third place or that could have been fourth place, whatever it was. And I think uh, Charles he came away with nothing but blue first place ribbons. I mean, it was Charles, right? 
So what's the point of my trip down memory lane? You see, looking back, I had psyched myself up to only win second place. Or shall I say to not win first place? You know, I was afraid to push for first place. You know, second place was safe. It was comfortable. It was achievable. I got used to, you know, not being first and really setting myself up to, you know, be second. I was okay with that. I was like, you know what? Uh, I don't have to be embarrassed trying to pursue first place. You know, I'll let Charles, I'll let somebody else just win. And I would just take a, uh, a seat back, a back seat, I would say. And so looking back, I was my own mountain in that situation. I was my own mountain because I was afraid to push myself for first place for whatever reason. You know, I grew up, you know, with positive parents. My parents always spoke positively over me. So it wasn't like some childhood trauma or anything of that nature. I just, I guess I just didn't want to be embarrassed by not, you know, getting first place after trying so hard to, to do it. I just got real comfortable. So again, remember what Brianna Weiss wrote. In the end, it is not the mountain that you must master, but it's yourself. That's powerful. Now, looking back over your life, looking over your childhood, your teenage years, into your adulthood, up to where you are now, can you think of anything that you've experienced or that you're experiencing where it's like, you know what? Yeah, that's me. I held myself back. I was my own mountain. I don't care what it is. So take a moment to think about it. Because you know what? As you start to think about this, it's going to be important to begin to start recognizing the areas in your life where maybe you got used to self-sabotaging your success. Now, self-sabotage, you know, it's kind of self-explanatory, but um, let me kind of give you an overarching uh, explanation of it. You know, self-sabotage is like when you set out to do something and you kind of psych yourself up to be like, you know what? I'm not going to win at this. I'm not going to achieve results. I'll do my best. So you stop yourself short. You stop pushing yourself. You know, you get used to being in financial turmoil because it's like, you know what? At least I can get out of this situation after this situation instead of putting things in place in your life to where you can have financial freedom. It just seems like it's, it's just too hard to achieve financial freedom. So you, it's okay where you get, uh, you live from paycheck to paycheck because it's just comfortable. Or let's say when it comes to uh, pursuing your health goals, you know, recently I started doing more running and uh, I, I love hiking. I love going to the gym, but I'm like, you know what? I want to do more running. I used to hate running. I used to hate getting out in the hot sun or even when it was cold. And I just was like, man, this is just too tiring. It's too hard on my lungs. And so I would run a little bit, let's say from one pole to the next and just be gassed, be winded. 
And this is years ago, right? When I first, first started to get into um, exercise and running, I was like, man, this is just too much, these hills. And it was like, I would always just set myself up to stop short of going further. I was like, I'm not going to go faster because I already know my chest is going to hurt. My legs are going to hurt. So I'll just do what I can. So many of us, we get so used to being comfortable at that place of um, when we're trying to pursue our goals. We're like, you know what? I'm not going to set the bar too high. I'm going to just be realistic and just kind of keep myself um, low, if you will. I'm only going to pursue but so much. I'm only going to do what I can. And we don't push ourselves further. You know, um, nowadays I can run a 5K, you know, which is over three miles nonstop without a problem, without feeling like my chest is going to explode, right? And that my lungs are going to collapse. It wasn't always like that. But I remember there was a time where I would always stop short. So what about you? What have you been stopping short of um, your whole life? Or maybe recently, maybe you're trying to lose weight and you're like, you know what? It's too hard to exercise. I'm just going to do what I can. I'm going to try to eat better. But, you know, if I don't make it, I don't make it. And so you may go out and buy new clothes to start exercising. You may have some uh, exercise equipment that's sitting in a corner and you do just a little bit to say, okay, at least I exercise for the week, but you really don't push yourself um, to go further because you know what? It's uncomfortable when you have to confront the reality of why you're not achieving your personal best. It becomes uncomfortable. It becomes really uncomfortable. So stick with me. So recognizing self-sabotage is a key aspect of overcoming self-sabotage. It's about facing the uncomfortable head on. You know, sometimes when we go to the gym and we're like, man, I don't want to work out because I don't want to feel sore. You got to face that uncomfortable, that uncomfortable feeling of being sore and being sore, by the way, doesn't mean that you had a great workout. You could have overdone it. You know, so I want you to start asking yourself, no matter what the situation is that you're dealing with, whether it's a uh, or eating choices, the job you're in, a relationship, ask yourself, why am I really coming up short? Brianna, in her book, she takes you through this exercise where you have a conversation with your younger self and also have a conversation with your future self. She talks about if you can go back and talk to your younger self and, um, Talk to that younger self about, you know, where you are today. What would you tell your younger self in terms of preparing for what you are experiencing today? She also talks about having a conversation with your future self. Your future self is that future self that has accomplished um, your goals, that has accomplished overcoming the, the mountain of self-doubt and even self-hatred and, and self-loathing in certain situations. And what would your future self tell you where you are now? What does your future self look like? 
So uh, it's really important to have those conversations because you know what? We sometimes we look back in the past and we're like, man, I wish I can go back to uh, when I was younger, but not necessarily because that younger you uh, does not have the experience that you have today. Yeah, you may have experienced heartache. You may have experienced some setbacks. I get it. But there's some things uh, that are valuable that we can get from looking back. Yes, but also looking ahead. You know, sometimes we don't want to let go of the past. We don't find closure because we're still in bondage to the past. We say things like, man, I used to be an athlete. And we reminisce about the old athlete days. You know, I played football or I played soccer, or I played softball, baseball. You know, I used to run track and all this other stuff. Or you may say, man, I miss my old hometown. I remember, you know, we used to do this and used to do that. Or when it comes to relationship, I'm lonely and I miss the good times I had with my ex. And so you go on social media, you pull up old pictures of you and your ex, you know, you guys are doing X, Y, Z, and you end up feeling more miserable because you haven't found closure. You haven't let that situation go. It's over with. But you keep holding on to some hope of reconciliation or closure. And sometimes you simply have to accept the situation and move on. You may also be in a situation where you're like, man, yeah, I want to get back to my high school weight. (laughs) And so you're feverishly trying to get back to, yeah, 125 pounds. And that may not be realistic now. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it may be unrealistic. You're still holding on to the past when your future self is like, hey, we need to be moving forward. We need to progress. You see what I'm saying? It's essential to identify self-sabotaging patterns that may be holding you back from reaching your weight loss goals, for example. Your peace of mind, your financial success, your business success. What are some things that you may be doing that's holding you back? Now, we were talking about health and nutrition. Yes, you know, you want to be healthy. And you want to be free from diabetes. So what's stopping you? You know, it can be something like you eating emotionally or emotional eating, neglecting physical activity or indulging in unhealthy habits. You know, a lot of us, we already know what our bad habits are. We know what things we have to cut out of our diets, the sugar, the breads, the rice, the pastas and things of that nature. You know, all the bunch of carbs and high salts and all this other stuff, the sugary drinks. We know that, but sometimes just having that knowledge is not enough, but we do have to acknowledge the patterns and the patterns that are holding us back because once we do, we'll start gaining the power to break free from those patterns. And one of the things that is important is that we need to start cultivating self-compassion. You see, self-compassion plays a vital role in our journey toward good health, towards peace of mind, towards happiness, you name it. You see, it's easy to feel overwhelmed and discouraged when we face challenges of weight loss and diabetes 
management and so forth. But you know what? When we start treating ourselves with kindness and understanding, it'll go a long way. You know, instead of beating yourself up day after day for the setbacks and your slip ups, let's say you had a cheap meal or you had a cookie or you did something that kind of threw you off. You spent more money than you should have. It's important to practice self-compassion. You know, give yourself a pass. Show yourself some grace. Show yourself some love. Remember, it's a process. It's not a marathon, folks. So each step forward, look at it as a victory. Now, when it comes to your goal setting, it's important to set realistic goals. I've said this before in previous episodes. You see, setting realistic goals is very crucial. You know, transformation takes time and it takes patience. It takes consistency. It takes that stick to itness. You know, recently I posted a video on Instagram, I believe it was, and TikTok, where I talk about, you know, how do you run a mile? Well, you run a few feet at a time. How do you walk five miles? One step at a time. You know, it's essential to set achievable goals that align with your specific circumstances. You see, instead of striving for these drastic overnight changes, it's important to focus on the small, sustainable steps that will lead to your long term success. I want you to start celebrating your milestones along the way. I want you to start reinforcing positive habits and start building momentum because you know what? It's not going to happen overnight. I didn't lose 80 pounds overnight when I was 268 pounds. I did not have a goal of losing 80 pounds. That was not my goal. I wanted to lose weight so I can reverse type 2 diabetes, so I can live healthy, so I can, you know, also uh, be uh, stress free, if you will. I wanted to start sleeping better. It was just a lot was going on in my life. And I know I needed to set realistic goals. I wanted to drink more water. I wanted to do all the things that were necessary for Oscar to live a healthy, long life. I wanted to be more athletic. I wanted to have more energy. But you know what? I also was dealing with some personal issues, you know, relationship wise and so forth. And I had to confront those things head on. I had to be kind to myself. I had to set the realistic expectations. I also had to recognize what things that I was doing to self-sabotage. I had to look at the man in the mirror, like Michael Jackson said. And I had to address what things that I was doing to really shoot myself in the foot when it came to, you know, my whole life and turning things around. I couldn't dwell on the past. Yes, there were times where I would reminisce about being in high school. I would reminisce about past relationships and you know, what did I do wrong and all this other stuff. And, you know, there was a time where I even was beating myself up for having gained so much weight and and becoming 268 pounds and obese. And I used to look at myself as a walrus. Man, that was crazy. And so I had to make a decision, even when I was hospitalized because of type 2 diabetes in August 2020. I had to look back over my life and say, okay, Oscar, you have to change. 
you have to turn your life around. You made some poor choices. You're, you're in a situation now where you find yourself alone having to go through this. It was unexpected, but what are you going to do? And so that mountain, now looking back and having found this book and being enlightened, the mountain that I had to overcome wasn't the weight. It wasn't the failed marriage. It wasn't the uh, past job situations that went south. It wasn't any of that stuff. It was me. And just like when I was on that swim team and I was placing second in every event, in every category, Oscar had to go back and say, okay, I deserve first place in my own life. I'm no longer competing against the Charles of the world. I'm not competing against an ex-spouse or an ex-girlfriend. I'm not competing against the, an old boss. I'm not competing against my neighbor. I'm not competing against anybody else, but I need to compete against my old mentality. And so overcoming obstacles and perseverance, those are key things that will help us to face the various challenges that we experience in life. You know, it's important to cultivate resilience and keep moving forward. You know, yes, when we have setbacks, we have to embrace them. Yes, when we have slip ups, embrace the fact that, yeah, you had a slip up, but you don't dwell on it. Look at every setback, look at every slip up as opportunities for growth and for learning. Yeah, you may feel like you're stuck now, but learn from this experience. Remember, it's not about perfection, it's about progress. And so with determination and perseverance, you and I can overcome any obstacle that comes our way. But remember, the greatest obstacle is ourself. And that's why we need to get over these self-sabotaging practices, you know, where we just have this mentality that, you know what? Um, I'm used to coming in second. I'm used to a bad relationship. I'm used to things going wrong. And so we start attracting these negative situations and we wonder why we are in this never ending cycle. But it's time to break free, my friend. We don't have to be caught up in this roller coaster of bad situations, bad relationships, the weight up and down, up and down. We don't have to deal with any of that anymore. Remember, we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for results and progress. So my friend, as I wrap up today's episode, I hope you enjoyed it. Take to heart the things that I learned. Be sure to go out and get Brianna Weiss the book. It's a powerful book and see what things you can apply to your own life. Hopefully you'll be in a better position to make lifestyle changes to not only lose weight and reverse type 2 diabetes, but you can implement some things that would really impact your entire life, your mind, your will, and your emotions. So you can win in the realm of your soul. Because you know what? That's where you want your prosperity to be. 
And that's in your soul. That's your mind. That's where you want to prosper. That's your soul. That's where you want to prosper. And that is in your emotions. That's where you want to prosper. So we can be whole and approach every situation whole, not broken. So as always, stay focused, keep moving, never go back, leap forward, bounce back because you can, my friend. And above all else, trust God. You got this. I believe in you. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle Podcast with Oscar Camejo. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As a reminder, this podcast is intended for motivational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a physician or other healthcare professional or qualified fitness instructor. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or professional advice or services. If you're looking for help on your journey, seek a qualified medical practitioner. It's important that you utilize someone who is a trained, licensed healthcare professional who can help you on your journey toward good health.